On today's episode, Dave interviews Lloyd Alquist, aka Epic Lloyd. Lloyd is a co-creator of Epic Rap Battles, along with his partner Peter Shukoff. One of his three YouTube channels, Epic Rap Battles, has received four Streamy Awards and has had over a billion views. Lloyd's solo YouTube channel, Just Raps for Hire, has had over a quarter million views. Lloyd is one of the founding members of Mission Improbable and continues to perform in the grind at his MI Westside Comedy Theater in Santa Monica. I'm Ian Foley, and this is ADD Comedy. Yeah, when I first moved here, one of the things you realize if you live far away is if you're doing auditioning, it's a fucking day trip. Yeah. If you're living on Hamra. I lived in Glendale. Yeah. And I was married at the time. My wife had a job. We had one car. And she worked down in Santa Monica. I don't know. How long have you been here? 2005, I moved here. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. This is way before that. And uh, she had a job working at... What, what Second City had a thing that was called Naked News, and it was what The Onion turned into. What, it, was, it was The Onion. Oh. It was essentially The Onion. It was really great. And now there's actually a Naked News show, which is probably better than both. It's probably better than both. <laughs> it's definitely, I guarantee you, it was better than both. There were some funny things that went on there, but the drag of it was we had one car, and yeah. uh, it was, she had to be there at 6 o'clock in the morning. And so I had to get up early. And, I mean, early. Yeah, Jesus Christ. That's and then I had to pick her up at uh, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. That's rough. It's rough. And then you were like scooting around trying to do auditions and stuff all day? Fuck yeah, right? Yeah. Do you still do those? No. I'm, and it's the happiest thing I've ever said. <laughs> the day I called my commercial agent was like, I love you so much. It's this woman named Maria um, at MKS and Associates, and she's the sweetest person ever. I was like, it's with great joy that I tell you I never want to audition for a commercial again. <laughs> I totally understand. Yeah. And you had a theatrical agent, yes or no? I do, yeah. You do now? Yeah. Yeah. And you, do you still do that? Uh, sometimes, yeah. Much more, uh, much more just like um, a pitch guy more than like a... I'll, I'll go and audition for things from time to time. But actually, it's so funny. We just had this conversation. It was like, I'm kind of a specific person. Like, I'm a very specific thing. Like, I have this personality and this person that I am online or whatever. And, like, it's it's easier to pitch me as that. Like, it's this guy, Epic Lloyd. Look at what he does. Look at all these things he does. Do you need this? Then, okay, great. Then offer him this thing. Me going in as 30-something guy is a little bit, at this point for me, is a little bit, um, doesn't fit. It doesn't What do you mean sense. at this point for me? What is at this point for me? Be- uh, I don't know. Like, um... Um, I'm sort of a personality online. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the show that I do is pretty popular and, and people know me as that. And if they're bringing me into the room, it's because of that show. Got it. So it's not like you wouldn't bring in like Fonzie in to play, you know, something else in the height of his, not that I'm Fonzie or anything, but you know what I mean? Like I'm this character right now. Right. And, you wouldn't bring the character in. Yeah. You would bring Henry Winkler in. Sure. But not, not in the height of happy days. No, no, no. You know you what couldn't. I'm saying? You couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't. Like the guy from uh, the guy with the with the Spanish last name from Lost, I never watched that show. Big guy, curly hair. Right, right, you know right. right. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, I don't think he could do anything else. I think he's trying. Yeah, I think he's in a movie right now. That marriage movie. movie or, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, what about the and yes, 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 yes. So the idea of being the specific guy. How do you feel about that? I mean, I don't know. It's 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 a discussion that we we had, my you know, my management and I, and like my management. Uh, uh, 
and, and it was like cool it's cool for me like that because i stay pretty busy and i'm in and out of town so like going to you know when we're shooting and when we're when we're in like the middle of production to be able to take an hour or three hours and go to an audition really isn't realistic it's tough to do that so it's much more like hey if you're if i was open then then that would be different then i would be like in acting classes and i would like really study and really do it um but it's like i have a job I'm lucky enough to have a job doing what I love to do, so I'm not gonna like, like, do a less good job at that to try to go get some job that I don't have yet. Get in your car for something. Uh, I'm sorry. Get in your car. Yeah. For something that yeah. you may not like to do, as opposed to stay where it is that stay where it is that you are doing what it is that you're doing because the universe has aimed you towards that and given you that. Hey, I mean, I'm not going to look a gift horse in the mouth and be like, you know what, I think I'd rather have this under five than like this show I can <laughs> control and live my dream with. Exactly. So. But I, and, and so, right. And so the idea of the voice, the idea of this is my voice and this is what I've discovered doing and how fucking awesome that is to say that you have a specific voice and to make money at it. That's it. To make yeah. money at it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it was always like looking back on it, you're like, you're kind of, a, I was always that guy. What guy? I don't know, this, this sort of like mixture of, sort of like a Oscar the Grouch mixed with like the, you know, mini Hulk mixed with, you know, just like, I don't know. I get like, you know, I get to be a little bit more like, you know, Epic Lloyd, you know, that's right. kind of what I get, you know, yeah. I kind of love it. I kind of love it. It's you don't like, kind of love it. You love it. Yeah. I get to I be like my, almost my hero. You know, I do this, we do the, there's this one show I do and it's like an anti-bullying show and it's fucking great. I get to like, like, you know, it's, I, I try to create those moments where you get chills, you know, like that moment. I'm trying to think of like whatever the moments are in movies, like in three o'clock high at the end of the movie when he hits the guy in the face with the brass knuckles, you're like, fuck yeah, you know, like that. God. Yeah, I try to create those moments. And those pressure, are the ones pressure, 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 pressure. Yeah. God, now when you say you're doing this anti-bullying, where are you doing that? What is that? I do, it's a, I, I have my own channel that's outside of the Rap Battles channel right. and it's a show called Disraps for Hire and people write me stories about, it started with this kid just writing me a story like, hey, my older brother's bullying me and he's this and he's that and can you write a rap destroying him, please? I was like, that sounds like a cool idea. So I did. And then we just now have done everything from like a guy whose wife cheated on him while he was in Afghanistan to somebody who's came out to his best friend. And then it was like, you know, he got like harassed because he was gay or his somebody. best friend turned on him. He had two best friends. One supported him and one turned on him. So, you know, I was like big ups to the one guy and fuck the other guy. You right, know, right, him, right. So. Uh, how many channels do you have? Um, three, three channels. Yeah, sort of like one is just mine. And then Epic Rap Battles is myself and Pete. And then ERB2 is like a behind the scenes version of Epic Rap Battles. So mm -hmm. we, we share that one too. And so, so this is what you do. So this is what I love about the, the stuff that you're doing. It seems that you did, we're going to, I want to try that. And we're going to do that. Oh, we didn't do that all that well. We're going to do that. We're going we're gonna to make that. We're going to finesse that. And then we're going to finesse that. And then it turns into this. It, it's a creative metastasization, if yeah. you will. Yeah. That just keeps building and building and building. <clears throat> yeah. And, and you don't say no. Um, we say no a, a lot. You do say no a lot. Yeah. We say no a lot. But we say no in interesting ways. We say no to... Um, I'm saying you don't say no to you. 
Oh, no. You I mean, don't say no to you. you, you yeah. I'm, I'm not talking about outside influences. I'm talking about yeah. the creative process, that that thing where you yeah. go, uh, let's try that, let's try that, let's try that, let's try that, yeah. let's try that. The no, I mean. the no comes in when it's like, okay, so give me your, you know, hit me, hit me with your lyric on, uh, when we're tracking. Okay, great. Get, do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Okay, we're going to mix for two days. Those lines didn't work. Do it again. It's like, not good enough, not good enough, not good enough. We try to really... Is that push, no? Push. I don't know. I don't know that, if it's no. no. I don't. Know I don't if it think is. that's no. I think. Yeah. I think that's evolution. I think that's the. That's the. Um, the chicken getting the fuck out of the egg. Yeah. You know what I mean? A yeah. Egg shell. Uh, yeah. No. Egg. Shell. It doesn't get out of the egg. It does it get out of the, the shell. It's a chicken. We don't need to argue about this. I don't know that we're arguing about this. Um, but you, but you, you know, it, it's it's that idea of it will come to you when it comes to you, and you're gonna know it. Yeah. But that's not a no. Because that's yeah. the way the creative process works. Yeah, I guess. So. Yeah, that was definitely hard for me, like writing with people rather than writing by myself. Like, especially when it comes to like rap lyrics, which was always a very personal thing for me. Like, somebody being like, "Yeah, that's not funny." I'd be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like, I thought that was funny. It's like I would have done that. I would have done that on stage, and it, you know, odds are maybe it would have been funny, you know. But like, when you're working with a group of writers, I had to learn really quickly, like fall in love with nothing until it's done. You know what I mean? Until right. because we I've I've spent whole days on a song, entire two weeks and we just cut it. It was like, oh God. So what's the lesson there? The lesson there is fucking cut it. Is that the lesson? Cut it when you cut it. Uh, yeah the lesson there is uh is is don't take it personal. That's it. It's making you better. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like those two days you spend on that song to learn that it's not good enough. You didn't. It's it's not that you're not good enough. You got better and learned that that wasn't good enough. That's why that's not a no. That we said yeah. was a no. Yeah. Because you took something. You didn't abandon it. Yeah. You surrendered it. You didn't yeah. go fuck it. You went. You know what? This doesn't serve us anymore. Yeah. Let's move on to the next thing. Yeah. That's that was a huge thing at Second City. Yeah. You know, doing shows there where you go. Oh, I'm hired to be a part of a collaborative, a collaborative effort, mm -hmm. and I can't. You can't fucking take anything personally, no. and that's why. That's why. See, this, it, it's you front end load it. You don't take it personally, and because you, if you don't take it personally, what ends up happening is at the front end when you've got the creative ideas, you're just throwing them out. You're not saying that won't work. That yeah, won't yeah. work. Going, let's fucking throw this out because yeah. I own nothing. Yeah. And you just stir the pot and stir the pot and stir the pot and stir the pot. Like right. some guy who came over to the studio one day to deliver fucking pizza or whatever says something that ends up in there yeah. somehow or whatever. It's like, and then you look back on it and you go, oh, that was so cool. It's like this weird collage of like brain thoughts. And then you like sew them together and it kind of comes together in a cool way. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And you're not closing yourself off to anything that's coming at you. The pizza guy coming in, you know, that sort of thing. You're going, yeah. what? Look, that's it. That. What? And. And what ends up happening, I think, so often is the answers come to you when you need them to come to you. Yeah. I, yeah. People write in such different ways or like perform and like, because we do a lot. We edit the thing. So you learn to edit and that's a different process. And you learn to write and you learn to track and mix and all these different things have different processes to them. But like, I, like my partner who I work with, Pete, he, he writes in a completely different way than me. I'll sit down and like, you know, like grind through it. He'll like walk around the house. Drinking coffee for two days with nothing, then shut himself in a room and just spit something off the top of his head almost all the way through. Come out and be like, Whoa! The interesting thing is, it's not the nothing. Yeah. He's not nothing yeah, as yeah. he's walking through the house. It, yeah. What he's doing is that, exactly, the, yeah. he's, he's processing it. Yeah. And I think it's, 
anybody who's a creative, a creative, I'm going to say that, anybody who's a creative knows that the tip of the iceberg is just the top of the iceberg. Yeah. Everything that lifts that iceberg out of the water is underneath the water. Yeah. But it's huge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the aha moment isn't, doesn't come out of nowhere. The aha yeah. moment is you, it's that crystallization that comes. So when I'm sitting, when I'm sitting, I'm not just sitting, I'm sitting and I'm stewing. Yeah. And I'm not stewing in an angry way, but that's the pot that you're talking about. I'm creating the stew. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was one of the hardest things for me to do It was to, you know, sh shut the rest of the world up, decide that email wasn't important anymore, and decide that a phone wasn't important anymore, and decide that, like, tasky things. Because I think that that is the one thing that gets in the way of that pot, because you can distract yourself with, like, being like, oh, no, it's important. I really got to get back to these people, because these people are going to be upset if I don't email them about this evite that they sent me. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, all that stuff was... I I've had the pleasure of being able to say, like, like, yeah, don't email me. If you want to call me, that's fine. Or text me. I may or may not get back to it. Be like, that, that's ridiculous. Be like, well, I'm at work for six months. So. And here's another thing. What your concept, not your concept, what person, mm -hmm. person's concept of work is and what your concept of work is. I think work is a really, for the, again, for those of us who are creative, we don't nine to five it. Yeah. And we, the way that I work is very personal to me. Yeah. This is the way that I work. Yeah. And I think one of the things that I realize is um, when you realize that you're a business person, when you realize that I am an artist and a business person, you 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 when you embrace that, everything changes. You get to go, I'm calling the shots now. Yeah. Because this is the way that I run my business. Yeah. My business of me. Yeah. And your business of you and that voice that you were talking about earlier. Yeah. And I mean deciding that walking around the house in a towel, like doing different voices that's more important than a lot of things. It was very hard for me because I'm sort of a very, from like kind of like a blue collar background where you like you work, you get a job and you do something. And it didn't feel like for a long time, it didn't feel like that was doing anything. It felt like fucking around. But like, you know, it, I, I feel real fortunate that I'm able to do that stuff. But I have to remind myself just, you know, because sending an email, there's like a certain finality to that. You feel like, oh. I've checked that off. Yes. And it's much harder to feel that way about like working through a script and, you know, because it's not as done, you know, when you get or it's whatever a different you're working feeling. on. Yeah, yeah. It's clearly a different feeling. Yeah. Because you probably have a checklist of stuff to do. I do have Everybody a checklist does. of stuff, yeah. stuff to do. And I, and I love my checklist of things to do. But it's different than when I'm doing one of my collages where mm. I'm going, okay, those are the collages. I'm, I'm doing these collages and I'm working and I'm going, okay, that is going to, I'm, that, I am constantly working on that even though I'm not sitting and working on that. So you in the towel walking around your house doing voices, that's your work. Yeah. And it's also, and the great thing is, that's also your joy. <laughs> it's, it's pretty fun. I can't do it for as long, I'll tell you that. I can't, I can't practice for t three hours. I, I can't, I have to do it. Like I could definitely email for three hours mm -hmm. without, you know, too much of a blink of an eye. Right. But like, it's a different skill or a different I don't know what it is it's a different pace or a different like muscle it's a, or something. Well, it's, it's a different area of what you're working because when you're creative yeah. that's not the same as when you're see create I think I, I think this is it creativity is truth email is fact <laughs> yeah that's very cool I, yeah. I 
I couldn't teach when I was the artistic director at Second City. I was taking on eighteen hours a week of teaching, and that that's a lot. That's, that's a lot of teaching. Yeah, it's a lot. But I could also do eighteen hours easily er of putting the curriculum together. Yeah, because like it's just this as opposed to looking at somebody, interacting with somebody, being in that scene with that person, which is what you're doing when you're writing. Yeah, yeah. and you're directing and you're editing. You it you are taking you are immersed. Yeah. Yeah. That's why people do drugs. <laughs> what do you mean by that? I, th- I, have, I, have a, I have a theory on that too, but what do you mean by that? Something about, you know, drinking or smoking or whatever you're going to do for people, I think, helps fade the world away. And you just can dive into something for or see things in a different way. You Got know, it. if you're grinding, if you're hitting your head against the wall on something for a long time, you know, and then you go smoke a joint, you get to look at it in a different way. And for a lot of people, myself included, it's, it helps, you know what I mean? And you, the, the fear is like, fuck, I don't want to rely on this. Right. But then the other fear is like, like, what if it goes away? So I better fucking do whatever I need to do. <laughs> okay. But you mentioned, you mentioned fear twice, but what's the, you know, it's like, you're fearful of that. But what? Is, but the benefit is because you're doing it for the benefit, and the benefit is you are now able to look at this from a different different perspective. That's the benefit. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, or or focus, right? You know, or uh, enjoy, or you right. know, whatever the hell it is. Uh, I was talking. Uh, my girlfriend who, who has never done acid, um, and I've done acid a dozen or more times. Um, she asked me yesterday to describe what it what it feels like Hmm. and what it feels like is exactly what you're talking about. It's Hmm. you looking at something in a way that you've never looked at it before and just seeing it outside of the context that it's in and really taking a look at it because context is everything. We remove context. And I think that the moment that we remove context from something, we really take a look at that and say, Oh, what is that? Because if I look at this and I pull this away, your sunglasses Mm -hmm. and you know, it's out of context. Yeah. And now you're really looking at it. And when you're really looking at it, you're going, somebody made the plastic that put that in there. And yeah. there's a company that just sells arms to sunglasses. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then you look at that and that leads you. That's the pizza guy coming in. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I maybe I should try acid. I've never done that. Uh, that one scares me a little bit because maybe just because it's called acid. <laughs> well, how about LSD? We'll call it yeah, LSD. Uh, but one of the things about it, I totally understand. But I think that what 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 Laura's concern was is I think in a way she was the idea of doing it is scary, and it is yeah. scary because you really are losing this thing called self. Mm. You're losing self. You are losing self. You're not losing it. You're putting it away. Self being that which you say, okay, you walk in, you've got the beard, you've got the hat, you've got the sunglasses, you've got the car, you've mm-hmm. got the shoes, right? That's yourself. You've got your history, you've got your, your channels, the self. But when you're doing acid, all of that pretty much goes away. Yeah. And it's not that you don't know huh. your name. Right. It's that you're now looking at it a very different way. So to have somebody with you that has done that before yeah. is better. It's a guide. Yeah. So when you're when you're, you're going, I don't know what I am. I oh my god, I'm not, and I freaked out. I've done acid with I freaked out. And it what always brings you back, but it always brings you back to everything is for you to open your eyes and to say, I am here. I am standing here. I am breathing. My name is Dave Zasky. 
Yeah. These are my shoes. <laughs> so are the simple things. It, but it is those simple things because if you yeah. want to go, I'm a Jewish guy. What does Jewish mean? I am a son of my parents. My parents, what if they find me here? What yeah, if they see yeah, me in this yeah. situation? You don't want to do that. You just yeah. go, these are my hands. Yeah. This is my shirt. <laughs> you know facts, not yeah. truth. Again, going back to that. Well, when I do LSD, I'll call you up and you'll be my spirit guide. I will be your spirit guide. You don't <laughs> even need me to be there. If you want to say, what would Dave do? You know, <laughs> Dave that'll do? drive you too. Uh, I did mushrooms not too long ago and they weren't all that powerful, but enough for me to go, I remember this feeling. Yeah, I remember this yeah, feeling. yeah, yeah. Those I've done, which is fun, but I agree. Well, the same thing happened with us. We like ate a bunch of them. And we were like, oh, yeah, this is cool. And then like an hour later, we're like, let's just go get drunk. <laughs> we just went to the bar. <laughs> we like walked around the beach for like an hour. Like, yeah, that rocks look good. Yeah, let's go get a beer. <laughs> for me, what we did was like, ah, yeah, nothing's happening. Let's do more. Yeah. yeah. And then let's do more. And yeah. then you go, okay, then suddenly you're going, ah, oh, I don't feel too good. Well, it's not your head doesn't feel too good. It's just that you've eaten all these fucking mushrooms. Yeah, like fungus in your guts. It's fungus in your guts. <laughs> fungus in your guts. Fungus yeah. in your guts. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I know. I, I, boy, I really put the, put the drugs away and just totally embraced the booze. Yeah. Uh, I love drinking. Yeah, everybody. Uh, it's, it's, yeah. But you, you work in a bar. Well, I don't work in a bar. I own a bar, but you I don't a work bar. a bar. Um, but yeah, I, you know what? I try to give myself the night. You know what I mean? Like, I'll give myself, like, you know, we do a show on Thursdays and that's like we hang out. That's where, like, I hang out with the guys and stuff. I try to give myself that night and then, you know, I'm old enough to buy my own beer and drink it in my house now and stuff, but and or like get a glass of wine or something. But like, it's nice to pace yourself. If I don't drink for two days, I feel fucking great. You know what I mean? It feels so good. <laughs> I understand. So I understand. I understand. Uh, and yet, and at the same time, terrible. But at the same time, like I'm missing the entire point of life. I, for me. I will be walking because I don't drink during the day. You know, I don't yeah. have to wake up and drink. But uh, I will find myself going, God, it's 9.30 and I haven't had vodka all day. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. I haven't had vodka all day. And then, or throughout the day, at some point during the day, I'll have a vodka taste in my mouth. Just like, mm. you know, where you go. Yeah. And I go, oh, that's nice. Can't wait to have it later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you look forward, like, just a beer after, like, a long day of work is just, like, the best beer in the world. Yes. You know what I mean? Or, yes. like, other nice Whatever the hell you, whatever your drink of choice is, it's just like, it's like that goal at the end of the finish line. Oh, my girlfriend just started drinking. She never drank because she was allergic to it. Uh, Did she now, become non-allergic to it? Yeah. Through, through a di- dietary, um, uh, dietary magic. The magic of dietary something. Wow. Yeah, she can do it. Um, which is really great. But, you know, as an adult, really taking a look at that and, it, and being with her because I drink, uh, being with her and she has one... Prosecco, and it's like I am loaded, and go yeah. wow, wow, the power of that, yeah, and and for her to say, what does vodka taste like? I'm going, what, what you you it's so what, funny. What, you just got out of, it's like you just got out of jail, and, and now there's a phone <laughs> that is a camera, that's a computer, and that's also like what's yeah. happening here? What's happening? So here? funny. That's hilarious. Well, that's I knew another woman uh, who was allergic to. Like, yeah, alcohol in general. She couldn't drink at all. Maybe I should tell her about this diet that your girlfriend uh, is on. I, I think that she'd be, I think that that word should be spread around. More people need to have issues with drinking. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, might as well. Couldn't, couldn't hurt. Yeah, I stopped, I stopped being, I stopped using, using, that's not the word I want to use. I stopped, I remember I did a show at Second City and I got high before the show. 
Mm. And that just fucked me up. Yeah. It just fucked me up. Yeah. Because that's when you're, you realize, oh my God, I'm in, front of, I'm in front of 300 people and I'm high. Yeah. I know guy. I mean, I know every spectrum of, I know guys that can't perform not high. I know like me, I, I, I don't like that as much. I can have a couple of beers and be fine. No problem. I, I'm a much, I handle that much easier. Mm -hmm. But like getting high, even when I'm doing rap, you know, my memory is so bad. I have such a terrible memory. And my biggest fear in like a hip hop show is to forget the words because I've seen that happen. And I don't like, I'm not one, I can't remember the lyrics to any songs. I don't, I, I can't remember names. I don't know what it is about me. Um, so that fear is probably one thing that just makes me not smoke before i do a, a, a music show just because be like fuck this there's 1900 words in this song you know what i mean <laughs> all you have to do is slip off once and then you're screwed do you so. guys use teleprompters when you're doing the uh the videos no no like people come in memorized uh yeah and we do them in such we we do a lot of them in small chunks yes, so you, you do. don't have to like um you know like if it you know you'll do the setup and a lot of times, like a little guy will like pop up over your shoulder. So a lot of the times it'll be like yeah. something, something, something. And then you'll just kind of hold the camera because then we're going to edit this guy coming in. Yeah, you're going to green screen so. some more Oprah's behind you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I got to tell you, watching your shit is so fucking smart. It's <laughs> Thanks, so man. smart. Thanks, man. And, and it makes me want to know more. And mm. I think that that's a, that's a unique that's it's a it's a unique art form it's a unique thing that you're doing because you're you're not you're yes you're musical yes you're singing yes there's rhythm yes there's dancing whatever you want to call that mm. um and but there's also the fucking concepts that you got to know about in the, the concepts that you know about and it's like you're making learning fun but you can't <laughs> tell anybody that you know it's not like you're bringing in schools but that idea of being smart that idea of knowing your shit that idea of being curious and 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 putting stuff together that nobody would ever fucking put together you know what i mean yeah yeah nerds win i mean i think we're in the the generation of nerds win for sure you know which was weird because i never was like that i was a lot of my friends are much more sort of nerdy than me like a lot of people call themselves nerds now and it's almost like a badge of honor i think a lot more when I was growing up and from where i'm from it was i was still sort of in the time where it was like you know tough guys and stuff so um, but doing this project has made me much more interested in those type of things and much more like wary of how to, <clears throat> how to do, how to embody a concept or a genre or a character and do it in a way that is at the same time your own, but also honors people's image of, of it. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. Which is nice. Um, but and thank you for saying all that. It's not, it's, it's nice and it's. You don't look at it as something that you have to do. You look at it as something that you get to do. You don't look at, I, I, in all the way that you just described it, there wasn't any, you didn't say, and you're limited by this historical figure who would mm. never say those kind of things. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but to throw that shit in there and again, keep saying yes to the fucking creative process and not saying we can't do that. And I don't yeah. mean the choices in creating the piece. I mean the choices in your, in your text. I yeah. mean to really be able to embody these characters and have them do the, like you, you found it, man. Why the fuck would you want to even audition for a five and under ever again? For those people who don't know, five and under means five lines, uh, you know, five, 
five lines in a script or under, and that's your day, and that's it. Yeah. But I'm, I mean, I, I, you know, it's always like what's next or what, you know, you think of things in terms of like, I know that this won't be the, the thing that I do for 20 years. I, I'm, I mean, granted, South Park can do that. I don't know that if I'm that type of person. I don't know that I could do the same project for 20 years in a row. So I'm always on some level, not because I'm well, partially because I'm scared, but partially because I'm excited and partially because I'm like a business person and I'm an opportunist. But I'm like, you know, what could be what could be the next thing? Like, do should we you know what what are we going to do? I think we're going to like tour, which is cool because I really miss like rap battles is cool. But I always talk about it's like I like claps more than clicks, even though I love clicks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's nothing right. like performing live. Right. So like we're we're going to probably do a, a tour and that I'm really looking forward to because it's like this thing that I've put so much work into and now I get to combine it with the like the best high in the world. You know that just the audience and and. There's nothing better than that for me mm-hmm. doing that. So we're excited about that. You, you, keep, you, you, keep, you keep saying, I'm not saying don't, but you keep saying what's, you know, asking yourself what's next. Mm-hmm. Do you really ask yourself what's next or do you just do what it is that comes adjacent to that? Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. Do you really sit down and go, what's next? Or do you just go, oh, let's do that, let's do that, let's do that? Yeah. I've always been that way. I've never... Which way? Like, I don't like be like, I will do a this and I will do a that. And it's just like what occurs to me. In the back of my mind, like on the, uh, you know, so when I'm driving my car, I kind of like brainstorm about stuff. But like I never asked myself if I was going to be a, a rapper. I never, I never planned to be a, a comic. I never planned to do improv. I just did what sort of the, the world like did. Like not because I'm like weak or pushed around, but because it was what I was sort of all it was already like planned that way, almost sort of. That's interesting. Weird. The idea, I, I, I totally understand what you're saying. I absolutely understand what you're saying. Uh, because what you're saying is you, the universe has led you toward this thing. Kind of. It hasn't kind of. Yeah. You know, I don't, again, I'm, I, I'm not going to argue it with you, but I just feel like when somebody who is just so immersed in what they're doing as you are says you're kind of, you're fucking not kind of, dude. You're <laughs> drowning in you. Well, I was like, I was a gymnast for a long time. I did like gymnastics in college and it was division one and like did the whole thing. And I worked at that since I was like 10, 11 years old, like every, you know, five days a week for like three, four, five, six, seven hours sometimes all day. And I, it was like, I would do it and do it and do it and something would happen and like my coach left or do it and do it, do it. And like I dislocated my knee and do it or break my ankle and then dislocate the other knee. And like, it felt like all these things were like getting in the way of this thing that I was doing. And then I did, then uh, IO came to our school and we did like a I. Impro- IO. Yeah, Liz Allen and uh-huh, uh-huh. Kevin oh, Mullaney. And we, we hired them to do an improv What school was this? UMass Got in Hearst. Um, and like as soon as I started doing improv, I, I met like all my best friends that I still am friends with now. And then, you know, these people came, we moved to Chicago and it felt like things were, the world was being like, here you go. It was like putting good things in the way instead of these bad things in the way. It just felt like that's what that, you know what I mean? It just felt like, totally understand. I hate the word universe. I don't know why I hate it. I think it was my dad made me read like Carl Jung and like Deepak Chopra and fucking Tony Robbins books when I was young. And but I, didn't it help you? The Yes, the universe did. I just, for some, like, is it like, 
I don't like health food because like I have bad memories of it when I was a kid. So it's like, I, <laughs> well, you know. I, I use that phrase because I really feel like they're, I, I'm not a religious person. Yeah. I'm a spiritual person. It's totally the universe. I, yeah. yeah. And, and, but I understand what you're saying. And when it used to come out of my mouth, I'd go cringe. But then I realized <laughs> there is a driving force and really the driving force is if you want to look at that and go, it's not the universe, it's your passion. It's your passion. It's your vision. It's also interesting that all those breaks, because if you didn't break those bones and if you didn't strain those muscles and if you didn't make it so that, and if you made it, if the universe made it so that, here we go, uh, you became a gymnast, mm -hmm. at some point you can't become a gymnast. You can't be a gymnast anymore. Yeah. Probably would have ended up being a coach or like most of my friends right. from college are like coaches or, or like fitness people right. or whatever they are. Some right. of them are, some of them are like, you know, they work in finance and make more money than everybody. But, uh. Yeah, I definitely, that was definitely a defining moment in, like, I dropped out of college, we moved to Chicago, it was like, the world was just putting good things in my way. Because you were following that, which, which yeah. gave you, which got, which got you excited. Yeah. And, yeah. And, the, and the idea of, I have a friend, I'm not going to tell you, sorry, I've told it before, but I have a friend who kept breaking, his leg was kept, kept getting fucked up. Yeah. And... One day I got so fucked up that it just, you know, this muscle here, what's this muscle called? Uh, you, quadricep? Quadricep. Separated. Ugh. And it just went, ah. and we rushed him to the hospital and we had to take care of him. And his mom came in from, uh, his mom came in from Chicago and spent like five weeks with him. And then she went back to Chicago and his dad came in and helped him and all that. And his dad goes back to Chicago and his mom dies. Ugh. Here's the thing. He got to spend five fucking weeks with his mom. Yeah. Yeah. That he would never have spent. Yeah. That's and, really funny. And, and Not so, funny. Not funny. But, it's, but, but it, for me, because yeah. I was there when, he, when that quadricep separated, and it's he like kept saying, why is this happening? Why is this happening? And he kept asking that question. Why is this happening? Why is my leg getting all fucked up? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's funny. And it's interesting that it's the leg, because the, legs, the leg helps you move forward. Yeah. And here we go. The universe is telling you, sit down. Yeah. Look over there. Yeah. Oh, sit down. Watch that show. Yeah. We got a show for you. Yeah. A bunch of guys from Chicago came by. Yeah. To Amherst. Yeah. Take take a look at this. Take a look at this. Just sit. Just mm -hmm. sit. Just take a look at this. And then as time goes on, you start to evolve away. You don't. You start to surrender the little pieces of gymnastics. Yeah. And you start to replace that because that's what happens. We just don't. We're just not flying in the air. We replace the little piece of gymnastics, and suddenly here we are, um, actors. Here yeah. we are talking about something. There wasn't internet. I mean, there was when you were doing all that mm -hmm. stuff, but certainly no, there wasn't. <laughs> I think I'm older than most people think. I was. There was. There was email. Came email. Like before the internet, there was like email. Yep. Right. That came my last year of college. I think. I remember going to the library and like it was like you know. DOS email exactly. like you know what I mean right and it's like what do I do here? yeah I don't want to break it yeah and I, I remember like opening up the emails that were like there was already spam there was uh, in the first year there was already bullshit right that's uh, it bullshit <laughs> wasted no time like I was opening up emails and passing them along like yeah guys we should really vote for this uh this lake because you know natural resources forwarded it on to like everybody in my contacts. <laughs> Uh, no, but and look at what you're doing now, and look at the progress that you've made in the short amount of time, just in terms of the quality of the editing and the the cameras and the internet and 
whatever. Yeah, everything. But you, again, you fell, you fell into this at the perfect time. Because there's a learning yeah. curve that your learning curve was the, was the internet's learning curve as well. Yeah. Your technology learning curve is also, your technology learning curve is the technology learning curve. You understand yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean the same. That that's very true with the rap battles. Like we started rap battles. The 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 curve of rap battles and the curve of like YouTube itself are like fairly similar. Like when we first started doing this show, YouTube didn't have the hold on it does of like like online videos as it does now. Like right now, everybody knows what YouTube is. But back then, YouTube was strong, but there was also like you know Crackle or whatever these other five or six companies were, and it was like still no superpower yet. Right. So like, as we got popular, YouTube got more popular, and I don't know that if you did a show like Rap Battles now and put it on the internet, I don't know that it would have the same success now that it did, you know, when we were there, right? Or when it happened. So, yeah, it's a lot of right place, right time, and like opportunity meets preparation and that whole thing. Opportunity meets preparation. And then you, I, I was at, because uh, I am one of the millions of voices on most popular girls in school. Oh, yeah. Um, I was on uh, the show, too. Yeah, yeah, right, right, of course, of course, of course. And to look at what, what where they are right now, Yeah. Uh, they're at YouTube. Yeah. Do you see them there? Yeah. And you're there, too. Yeah. Um, what a studio, man. Yeah, man, free. Free. You can use that for free. Anybody with 10,000 subscribers, YouTube is fucking brilliant. A... They're the ones who, cre who invented monetizing your videos, which invented people being like, I can create for myself, which invented the community, which invented the height of online video. Mm -hmm. Then they said, why don't we just make a place where more people can make more videos that are better so that the videos that are on our site that we make money on anyway get better. Here you go. And like, there's crazy shit over there. And they got a YouTube in London. They got a YouTube space in London. They got a YouTube, YouTube space in Tokyo. In New York? In New York, they're putting one in. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they put them up all over the place. You know what I mean? Oh, are these also, because you, um, wait, what did I, what did I read about? Um, uh, you, have, you have a show on one of, your, one of your channels, and then when you leave, it's essentially the same thing in another city. Oh, uh, well, I did a show called Off the Top, which yes. was an improv show. Yes. And that was... We did an improv show where we had improvisers in L.A., Tokyo, and London. Got it. And, and we live streamed them, and we cut it back got and it. forth. Were they – was that a YouTube thing? Or was yeah. That just, that was so that YouTube. was – that's what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And you were able to use those people at those studios. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and when I go to – when I went to, when I went to YouTube, YouTube Studios, is that what it's called? Uh, it's called YouTube Space. YouTube Space. Yeah. So when it's at YouTube Space in the west side, and I walk in, and I go, this is fucking – Awesome. You got a fire pole and you slide down, right. and like everything cool, couches and shit. There's a, there's a cafe. What do you want? Yeah, you should see Google up in San Bruno. It's even better, not better, but like it's like so. YouTube's owned by Google, so right. then the Google space, like their headquarters, is a place up in San Bruno, and like there's like a big like you know those slides you see at like uh, oh, like yeah, carnivals yeah. where you get on yeah. like a mat and, you get and, go the bag and, and they have like little wheelie cars everywhere, and you're like, how do these people do anything? And they're like. You can. There's like a treadmill desk that you. It's just like. It's a different type of thing. Like it's what think. I think it's what kids think about now when they think about a job. When I was growing up, you think about a job, you punch in, you punch out, whatever. Yes, right? Now when they ask high school kids about what's important to them for a job, they're like, I don't want to work at an office. I want to work from home. Because that's what they see. You know right. what I mean? So there's in this these 
opposites are just like that. It's crazy. That's really interesting. That's what they see because they see mom and dad at home, and they also see mom and dad at home going, "Can't talk to you right now. I'm doing this. Um, when I have the door open, you're yeah. welcome to come in." Yeah. And then we realize, "Oh, dad's working from home." Yeah. Or they see stories, or they read articles about you know whatever whoever built this you know billion dollar business from their basement, or right. it's very DIY and stuff, which. I think is you know I feel like the good is getting better and the worse is getting worse. Absolutely, you know what I mean. Oh, it's absolutely. Always, I also think that as that goes on, because being a union person and your union as well, right? Mm -hmm. Being union people, that do-it-yourself thing doesn't involve the unions. Yeah, and that that I mean, I have very weird opinions about that. I love the union. I I I, I don't know. I, I I can't say I love the union. I haven't really worked with the union too much. I haven't done a lot of union jobs. I do know that sometimes. Um, it's like union is good because it protects employees from being overworked. That's the good part. The bad part is like some, there are some people who are like, well, it's, it's, it's five o'clock and I'm done now or pay me more money. And that when those two things come together, the, you know, the do it yourself, which is what online is and which everything. And then that aspect, which is in spirit trying to protect people, which is good. But like, I don't clock out. I work nineteen hundred hours a week. So right. You know what I mean? And yes. that's what it takes. And I benefit from that. But, but there's those things are clashing sometimes. I, I totally understand. Sometimes. Yeah, not always. And sometimes. I, you know, I love the union. I want to say that very clearly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, but I get it as well. Yeah. And yet, there have been jobs that I've been on where you go, really? Yeah. Uh, there was one job that I was on right before I came out here twenty years ago. I was doing a job for uh, the, the Sun Times. And it was print, and it was video, and it was fucking awesome. Yeah. And it was me being in a studio wearing a winter coat mm -hmm. in July mm -hmm. in Chicago yeah. inside. And the snow was coming down, and I was supposed to be – and I'm and – I'm, <laughs> I'm wearing this winter coat and the snow is coming down. I'm looking at the camera and then I, I, I pan in my eyes. I pan to everybody else and everybody's wearing masks because they don't want to breathe this shit in. Yeah. And I'm going, that's fucked up. Yeah, why am that's I in? Up. Yeah. Right, that's fucked up. Yeah. Um, or you go, that director is a douchebag and he's yelling at people all the time and we are going to go over and I'm going to have to sit here and I want to go home. Yeah. So if I want to go home, he's going to fucking pay me golden overtime. Yeah, I mean that's that's the good that's where it's protecting people like but the opposite side of that is I've been on sets where it's like for a commercial or whatever and it's like they must have spent a million dollars. There was like 30 people there. I don't know what there was one guy his job was to turn on a light. Literally turn on a light. Got it. And then there's a dude coming around. Oh, you saying these union guys? Well, yeah, you know this guy every 30 minutes guys coming around with smoothies and stuff and right. like great I love, everybody loves smoothies but I'm like we could have made this fucking thing in our living room. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But, be, right. but, but, you know, maybe a lot of people have jobs because of the union. You right. know, maybe, maybe that's, maybe that's a good thing. But, but when it starts to become, you can't get your project done because guys need to get more money and your budget is blown on, on two camera guys who are, you know, $88 every 10 minutes. Right. Right. That gets a little frustrating. That, 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 that's when you get the impulse like, fuck it, I don't need that. I'll just go around it, you yeah. know? And I'll do it myself. Mm. Uh, I was in a short the other. I was in a short uh, the end of last year. It was fucking great. That's why I had the mustache. I was like, I'll keep the mustache. Yeah, it looks great. Uh, um, thank you. And um, it was a great. It was it was 1940s style. It was done 
like these guys knew what the fuck they were doing, but they're also riding by the seat of their pants, you know, yeah. saying, all right, here's trouble. We're going to work around that. And I think that when you parrot down to you're so much, you're so much more mal malleable mm -hmm. because you don't have all those extra people that are watching yeah. you and that you have to fucking take care of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there are talent is always going to be by talent. I don't mean like actors. I mean like talent, whether you're a DP or a director or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then there's always going to be people who it, their main job is to find a way that they can be important. You know what I mean? Like a good producer, in my opinion, at this point, a good producer is someone who can admit my job today is just to get the fuck out of the way. Yep. That's a great producer. Yep. You know what I mean? That was the guy on this set. He yeah. was a producer and he was a writer yeah. as well. And he went, the director yeah. is there. Yeah. He's the DP, the director. You know, he's the DP, the director, and the editor all in one guy. This guy did the, the director of this, did the, um, did you watch Breaking Bad? Yeah. He did all this, this the, the, the time lapse. Okay, cool. And gorgeous shit. Yeah. yeah and yeah. so he directed this thing and he also did, he directed and he was the DP of it. And it looked fucking yeah. awesome, man. It's good. It was yeah, awesome. Yeah, when, 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 it is such a, a beautiful thing. I have, I've been on other sets where it's like, uh, like they just have their shit together. Yep. It's so great. Do you guys, you guys have your shit together. I you think, we do. Your I shit think together. we do. Yeah. I think we have our shit together. We're, 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 so I'm, I'm, I'm going to cut, just give me a second because I look at what the fuck you're doing and certainly the Oprah thing and the, uh, I love the cake, the Keegan and Jordan Peele, the MLK mm. Gandhi thing that, that the fucking quality of that. And it, and, you, you nailed it. <laughs> and what I mean when, when you nailed it, it's like I, I got lost in it. Yeah. And I think I got lost in it because I'm watching the end product of a process that, is, that involves people going, let's just have fun. We know what the fuck we're doing. Let's get in here, get out, and just have fun while we're doing it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have a great team. We, uh, on the set... Like our director, we used to have a director named Dave McCary, a great guy. He edited everything. Not everything, but he was our director and our main editor all the way up through the end of season two. And now he works for SNL, which was great. But at that point, when he left, my partner Pete, he had to learn how to be a director. And he learned how to do it. We hired a couple other directors and it just came down to a point where we're like, ah, we might as well let just let this guy do it because he's going to be the one making calls on the back end too anyway. So... We try to, we have our shit together, but we've been learning as we go because there wasn't really rules about, there wasn't really rules about it online when we started doing it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like right. the first video. That's the, that's the curve. Yeah. That's the learning curve we're talking about. Yeah. We didn't have people coming in that were like, no, no, this is how you have to do it. Da, 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 da. It was like, we should spend more money on the costumes because the videos are doing better. So we should make them look a little better. We should spend a little bit more money on this. And, and then our our studio maker studios has always been really cool with about be like, yeah, do it, go, go. Yes. Do it, do it, do it, do it. So it's been good. It's been good. I guess the point is we have a great team. It's not just two people. It's not, but just you have a great people. team that again, I don't know this for sure, mm -hmm. but I, it looks to me like you have a great team that all grew up together. When I say grew up together, you know, I mean, I mean, you all figured shit out together. Yeah. Yeah. And you also, figured shit out by yourself. What's my voice? What's my role? What do I have to do? What's my voice? How do I serve you? What's my, and, and, and it is selfless. Yeah, it's, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I have to put myself on 
check a lot of times, you know, wh whether it's writing or, you know, I, I have those pangs of moments where I'm like, I, I should, I should have my voice in this. I, I should be saying something here. And then I ask like, why? Like, uh, because I should like, that's the fucking ego and you yeah. should all over yourself. And it's like yeah. the fucking ego comes in and says, you're not, it's like, man, you're the man, <laughs> you know, like how much more man can man be? <laughs> you know, you're the man there. And well, you're the co-man, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. You're the co-man there. And you do call the shots. Um, and no one's going to forget you. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's, but it's, you know, at the end of the day, you're a human being, you know what I mean? And yeah. especially when you're working with your you know, if Pete and I, when we talk about ideas, you know, I, I've seen it happen with people like count the jokes that they have in scripts. Like, oh, man, I didn't get man. any jokes in that script or no. whatever. You're Where like, did this happen? Uh, you, you, writing a pilot or something. Be like, got all it. my jokes got cut. You're like, no, they didn't. They just turned into these other different things because you were here. You know what I mean? Like, that's what they didn't get. We didn't cut them. They, they baked into this new thing. Yeah, they you evolved. Know? Yeah. And the greatest thing that you could do again is hold on to your hold is to hold on to your vision, but let go of your ego. Mm -hmm. Hold on to your vision, hold on to your voice, which also means don't listen to that other fucking voice. Yeah, it's your because that's not who you are. The voice of the ego is like who you think you need to be or should be or whatever. It fucking doesn't work. Yeah, it's a very. Uh dark place you know it can get you really uh into trouble it can really get you into trouble and i think that people go oh my god i'm in trouble which is the first step to getting out of trouble the yeah. second step to getting out of trouble is going oh i just have to step away from trouble what is that trouble that troubles me listening to that fucking voice yeah instead of saying oh my god i'm in trouble i'm fucked i'm totally fucked oh my god i'm in trouble oh no i'm not i'm not in trouble yeah i'm never in trouble <laughs> i'm just faced with a crisis yeah not a challenge not a crisis yeah it always fucking works out yeah i mean the interesting thing about ego that's like another one of those words that was drilled into me as a kid of course. is uh not a deepak chopra and all that yeah crap um you see so many people who are doing so great because of their ego especially on television and in music you know when you're growing up you're like that all that guy is his ego all this guy is his ego why the fuck why the fuck can't then i do it and i guess the thing that you don't realize is you know, how is that person as a human being? Like, how are they doing? Like, yeah, yeah, you may have a show on MTV or wherever, you know, where, you know, like Jersey Shore, like, God, those, that's just all that is, is just pure ego being celebrated by more people's pure ego, whatever. And I fucking watched every episode of that show. Well, the, 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 <laughs> the key, what, what you said there was celebrated. Mm -hmm. It's celebrated. Yeah. And, and for me, what are we drawn toward? Are we drawn to the ego? I'm drawn toward confidence. I'm drawn toward those people like the situation or whatever the fuck mm -hmm. his name yeah. was. You know, I'm, what, he's got confidence. Yeah. You know, and Snooki. Confidence, even though maybe she doesn't deserve it. She's confident. Well, the thing is, and that's what I, what I love about confidence is the idea of all of us who have confidence at one point said, I'm going to fake confidence. Yeah. Because fake confidence and real confidence look the same. Yeah. And what ends up happening is you do envelop that confidence, you get that confidence, and then your life becomes something where it's like it, it, your life doesn't have those doubts in it because doubts and confidence can't live together. Yeah. But they are together because that's what it's about. But you know, I, I look at all the people that I, that I know that are in the ether that are really, really fucking famous now. Mm -hmm. And... I look at them and I go, what is it that they, when they were 
going up when they were moving up? What is it that they had that I didn't have? And it was just confidence. Yeah, and I think success breeds more confidence. You know, like you when you're when you're giving everything you got and you haven't had any successes yet, you're like, I don't know if it's gonna work. I don't know if I can keep doing this. But then you get one and you're like, oh, this thing I did worked. I can do that more. I know that. And then again, and then you start to like, you know, build on it. Like, and it's not necessarily vertical. It could yeah. be diagonal. Sure. So you, your Probably example is. was one on top of another, yeah. as opposed to, um, I want to do this. Oh, there's that thing. I kind of enjoy doing that. Oh no, I enjoy doing that. Yeah. Oh, that's something that I'm doing. And then sooner or later you, you look at a balance beam and you go, I don't want to get on that anymore. <laughs> yeah. I never really did. But... You well, never, you weren't, you weren't well balance beam is, I get what you're saying. Balance right. beam is for girls, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's the one with, not the balance, what am I talking Pommel about? Pommel horse, man. horse. Yeah, yeah, this guy. Oh, I wish I said that. Yeah. I'll okay. have uh, Ian Foley edit that so it <laughs> so becomes more just, clever. Uh, uh, but, you know. I've seen so many guys bust their balls in a balance beam trying to be funny. Fuck. <laughs> so The bad. balance beam is just. Insane. I can't imagine anybody doing the balance beam. Like, how wide girls, is it? It's four inches wide. Four inches wide. Yeah. It's four inches wide. Four inches wide. It's, it's you have impossible. four inches, yeah. and you and these human beings are flipping and things. Yeah, everything. Yeah, like flipping and twisting and and falling. And, and yeah, is there a fear of injury, or you don't think about that? Well, yeah. Because if you did, you wouldn't do it. Yeah. No. No. You do. You. Yeah. There's a fear. Like the, but that was the thing with me in gymnastics. There was other guys who would just—they were crazy guys that would just do whatever. And they and 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 once you get hurt, then you have fear. You know what I mean? Before you get hurt, you don't really get—you don't really think about it. You know what I mean? You don't really think about what it feels like to dislocate your knee until you do it. And then every time you do that thing again, you think about that a little bit. You know? What Isn't I mean? that interesting? Because that's also true of anything that we do, anything creative. Where I don't want to invest in. I don't want to go on this audition because I don't want to be rejected because yeah. I remember what it felt like to be rejected or yeah. I don't want to start this project because there was that other project that I was starting. I don't, you know, and mm -hmm. I don't want to feel that way. Yeah. I don't want to engage in, in a, in a relationship with somebody because I was, I was dicked over by someone yeah. and it's post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah. PTSD. It's PTSD. And to have an artistic PTSD, you know, it's because that's also gymnastics is science, but it's also art. It is artistic. Is it one of the artistic sports for sure? Where it's like uh, two people can do the same exact routine, and one will be judged higher than the other based on beauty. <laughs> you know? No, I get it. I get it, and that's why I love watching gymnastics because you go, they executed that perfectly. Mm. Yeah, no flair. Yeah. No flair. Yeah. No flair. No voice. No flair. No voice. Yeah. Because I think that it's the voice that. And what I loved about working in Second City, I keep going back to that because it was just a seminal part of my existence, is they always said, we're here to be the midwife to your voice. That's cool. That's a really cool thing to say. And like, they're not telling me what to say. They're telling me to say it. Mm. Yeah. And That's we, great. Right. And we can execute it in a certain way. But if it isn't executed because, you know, the touring company does a show mm -hmm. and they'll do the show that's the same show that the people that originally wrote it, they are doing it. They're doing exactly the words, the same words, and it ain't hitting because those people aren't taking on the voice of the people that are doing it. It's yeah. like, I'm going to put my own spin on it. Yeah. I mean, you can't write like write in the stage directions, like, do it like Chris Farley. You're like, oh my God. What are you going to do? You know, how did you, you ever see him it? live? I never did. He died. 
maybe it was such a tragedy. He died probably six months before I got to Chicago. And then a month after I got to Chicago, Dell died. So I missed them both. <laughs> you know what you I mean? missed the guy that Dell hired. And yeah. You missed Dell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was one of these forces that you see on stage where he walks on stage and suddenly you're, you're like, you what the it. fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah. And then you watch him because he was, he was a spirit, in, as we all are. Going back to this Deepak Chopra stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was a spirit in a body that didn't know what his body looked like. Yeah. And what I mean by that was he would throw himself thinking that he was this live guy, but the way that he would position himself and move through space, it was clearly a great example of we are just spirit in this meat puppet suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I know a lot of – I don't know a lot. Of, there's a guy online. His name is Shay Carl, and he's, he's not – the same way as Chris Farley and, and every way, but the energy that he has is like that. He's got five kids. He's half, he's like 26, 27. He's got five children. He's got, and then he's the type of guy who has five kids. And then when he gets a dog, he got a great Dane. You know what I mean? And he's just like so full of everything and so full of life. You're like, wow. Like, I hope I have half that energy at some point in my life, or at least I'm bringing something to the same level of thickness that that is oh, you know God, what I mean? awesome. it's like uh, same level of thickness whatever or potency or no but like, it's true it really is true to live so large and look yeah. at people and go you're living large and you're living out there and i walk into somebody's house and i don't see any artwork on the wall i'm thinking what's happening here mm. yeah these are all you yeah that those That's are so me cool. and you know that the, the what doesn't look like that isn't me um, but, <laughs> but the the idea of seeing artwork on the wall, what is it that your what what is it that your house looks like? Yeah. Um, uh, do you have books? And these days it's tough because you might have like a Kindle full of a thousand books, and, sure, and so sure, I'm not going to sure. see it. But living large and those people that like Farley and Andy Dick, you know, say what you want yeah. about Andy Dick, but it is another one you go. What the fuck is happening there? Yeah. You know who is like that? I'm reading this book and I'm watching uh, Teddy Roosevelt. Have you seen? There's this like cool document that Ken Burns. Yeah. Uh, I saw I saw a lot of it. I didn't see it, all of it. He feels like that guy. Like he would be the guy who would like be like, I would like to go live in the wild and exactly. like go do it and like comes home. You see pictures of him like walking up a hill and like the entirety of like his whole cabinet is like behind him like kind of like and he's just got this like walk, you know, like <laughs> right, he's right, just right. clearly like, ah. You know, and, here's, and he's he's got tremendous tragedy in his life too. Yeah, his like, mother and his wife died on the same day. On the same of on two, the same it wasn't day. like they were both in, in, in a carriage. It was like two separate fucking things. <sighs> One died because of his the birth of his daughter, I think. Ugh. right. I can't and even so imagine. So what did that. he do? Did he go? No, no. Because that was when he was a senator, right? A state senator, wasn't he was that? Some, yeah, he was in politics. He quit, went to live in Wyoming or right. South Dakota or something like that. Yep. He did, became a rancher for four years. Yep. And then came back. Yep. And then became president. Yeah. And then started a different party. And then like, fuck yeah. you, I'm going to do this fucking yeah. thing. <laughs> you know, and I'm, I know deal. he was a douchebag too. I mean, I think anybody who is that boisterous is a bit of a douchebag mm -hmm. you know but that i feel like he's a great example of the perfect president for the perfect time because yep. he really embodied what america was at that time it was like it was it was too big to be like fuddy-duddied around with like pencil pushing politicians and corrupt politicians which is what there were a lot of them and they it was a country about doing the whole thing about like get action was like his dad's Thing like get action, Teddy. You know, do the thing. 
So I, I, yeah, that's one of the things. Started the national parks. Started national parks. He was the first man to invite a, a black man into the White House to uh, like Booker T. Washington. He had him over for dinner, and then he fucking ate or got persecuted for that. But, yeah. Um, that, the, yeah, I love that about the project that I do now because I get to read about this shit and I remember more. I, I know things about. And people. you're also not when you do that because a lot of things that I'm seeing when you do that you aren't saying oh there's a fire you, uh, you are making these because you're looking in that way these characters are real in the epic uh, epic battles these characters are real they're fully formed they're human beings they're mm. not just Betsy Ross or Ben Franklin yeah. you know they are you're looking at it going this guy woke up in the morning he put on clothes yeah. but he was also an asshole yeah he's um, an asshole sometimes yeah right right and looking at the what is the heart of what is the heart of these historical people yeah and what is their voice again what is their voice yeah and then what have they done and then let's make fucking fun of them. <laughs> yeah i mean you dive into things for a really long time and then you use you don't use all of it you hope that some of it washes over you and it helps you <clears throat> and we're doing that more and more and more like when i the you know the second video we ever did was adolf hitler i did not really read up about him that much to do it i was you know and now looking back if we had approached Hitler like we approach characters now, we probably never would have taken him that lightly. We probably would have gone really serious with him, and it probably wouldn't have done the thing that it did. You know what I mean? It, like, so again, like, it's just that kind of was nice thing that happened. It was like we weren't thinking too much at that point in time right. because we didn't have to because the concept was new. People were just getting used to it. They didn't need to. The audience. You, know. you train the audience as you train yourself. You yeah. led the audience. Yeah. As they led you. Yeah. Yeah, they are. They they give us every matchup. They tell us what to do. Right. You know that's the beauty of the internet. That's that's what everybody on television and television's not going anywhere. I don't care what anybody from the internet tells you. It's not going anywhere. Um, that's what they're learning to do. You know what I mean? You have, you have. You know, when you're watching The Walking Dead on television, you also have it on your laptop, and you're seeing like the pop up videos happen, and people are asking questions, and then you see the Talking Dead afterward, or you're watching, you know, the the video game for Breaking Bad or whatever, like. That interactivity is the only thing that was different, and TV's learning how to do that. Yeah. And TVs are becoming computers. Yeah. I mean, they are computers. Yeah. Your Xbox or your PS4 or right. whatever. Like, I and watch so all that stuff together. I have, like, at one, shit is so fuck. And I, somebody put on Google Cardboard. You know what that is? Google Cardboard? No. Okay, this is what it is. It's a piece of cardboard that they send you, Google sends you, and you cut out glasses. And okay. you're essentially cutting out like a Viewmaster uh -huh. that you put on your head. And you slip your Android or your phone in there. <clears throat> and then you're seeing it like stereo optics. And it is totally immersed. So the one that I saw was a, uh, a roller coaster going down. Uh -huh. And I was, and someone went, here. And I'm standing out and I'm looking going, oh, no, I fucking can't do that. Uh -huh. I have to sit the fuck down because I lost all control of standing standing up wow. you know what i mean yeah like they're per, like this. this fucking immersive stuff yeah. is going on now yeah. and microsoft just came up with something where they're really you know you put on these glasses and you're able to see these images in front of you oh, and then yeah. it's connected to the internet so whoever else is there with you is watching you deal with that being firsthand well that's why video games are so popular because it's like a video game is like a story you know like you're 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 controlling the story and you have choices in it but like these, you know, point of view video games or whatever they could first person shooters. Yeah, first stuff. person shooters, yeah. You're what you're reading a book. You're you're watching a story of what happens, but you get to like be involved. Right. It's and when they put these things on your head, yeah. Lloyd, yeah, it yeah. was like 
I was like, like holiday. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then you look around, and you and you look around. When you look around, you look yeah. around. Yeah, when yeah. you look, when you turn around and look around, you yeah. turn around and look around. There's, I, they, ah, I'm trying to remember the name of something that I did. It was called optic, optic, ah, something at VidCon is like this big convention for YouTube people, and it was, just, it was like a helmet, and like, it was just like that. It was like a, a video of a chick sitting there, and I was like, oh my god, she's like right there. And, you know, you see these people wearing the helmet and you're not wearing it and you just see them looking around like, <laughs> like ridiculous. But then you put it on, you're like, oh my God. You're like looking behind you and the, the room is behind you and then it's yep. crazy, man. Yep. I don't know what it's going to be. I think it's all going to look like Wally soon. Like we're all going to be fat blobs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just on these like automated bicycles. You can only hope so. Oh God. Okay, let's end there. That's great. Thank you so much. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for listening to ADD Comedy. For Dave Rosowski, Amy and Foley. If you know someone who lives in the Los Angeles area and think they'd be a great guest on ADD Comedy, please shoot me an email at ianfoleycomedy at gmail.com.